Come on, hoppers. All right, so welcome back to episode two of Thoughts on Walks. I um, posted up yesterday's episode, the first one, and uh, I did realize that the uh, my mic was a little bit hot, so it kind of, um, in some areas, it clipped, which means it got a little bit too loud, a little bit distorted. So if you did uh, make it through that episode all the way, I, I hope that I fixed it for this one. We will, we shall see. I am uh, at a new spot today, and I have my dogs out, my girls, um, and uh, the snow is still coming down. We have probably eight inches of snow, so I'm trudging along in a field, and uh, they're running around like maniacs having fun. I gotta put my jacket up here. Um, so I got the website uh, up and, and uh, things are posted. Uh, as of episode two right now, as of today, it's not, uh, the show is not approved in iTunes yet, but it's up in uh, Google Play and uh, there's a, a feed where you can download it as well. You can listen to it on the site at thoughtsonwalks.com too, but hopefully within the next day or two, it'll be approved in iTunes and then once that's done, all the other podcast directories pick it up so i'm uh out like i said with the girls out on uh, uh it's called knox state farm and that's one of the places that i love to go uh walking and uh, to take the girls out and uh, i mentioned it briefly yesterday it's a 600 acre farm and when i was i grew up in this area and i think i mentioned we moved back about two and a half years ago I never thought that we would be back, but here we are, um, and we love it. Um, but when I was growing up, this was still a private um, estate, and uh, it has since since been uh, turned over uh, as uh, uh, to the New York State as a state park. And it's a, a great place to come and walk. And it's uh, of that 600 acres, I think it's got about. 400 acres of uh, woods with trails in it and uh, it's beautiful in all seasons and typically in the winter time I like to ski shoe out here which is uh, kind of a hybrid between uh, uh, snowshoeing and cross-country skiing you could even get a little downhill mix in there but I use these um, it's like a Mongolian design uh, short wide ski um, the company that I get mine from is called Altai, A-L-T-A-I, I think. And, uh, hi, baby, how you doing? And, uh, the, um, and the brand is, uh, or the model is called a Hawk, H-O-K. And, um, but yeah, they're like a Mongolian design ski shoe with a, like, a little fur strip on the bottom for, for gripping. So it's really neat when you're, you could just uh, walk uphill like it's nothing, as opposed to, uh, uh, a regular cross-country ski where it can be very difficult to, to go up and down hills. Um, and it's also a universal binding, which means I can wear my, just like my L.L. Bean boots with it. And uh, so the binding is a bit like a snowboard binding, if you have any experience with that. So, you know, if you were with me, you could, we could adjust the bindings to fit your boots. As long as you got a flexible boot on, I could adjust the bindings and you could try out my skis, which is nice. Um, and it's different than 
cross country skis where you have to have a specific uh, shoe with a three pin toe and all sorts of things. So, and you can uh, use ski poles like regular skis, or you can use a long, uh, like a walking stick called a tiak. Um, especially for guiding yourself going downhill, you use that a bit like a rudder. Girls, you playing in the snow? You like that? <laughs> they, um, they're having a lot of fun just chasing each other around. And um, so anyway, like I, I was mentioning that this was a private estate when I was growing up, and it's surrounded by these, you know, stone walls uh, of about between three and four foot high field, field stone. And um, we would just kind of drive by and, you know, you, you peek in and they have big horse stables. I mentioned, uh, I think yesterday with, uh, that this was uh, the horse trotting capital of the world back in the day. And this was one of the major farms. Uh, I think this was called the Ideal Stock Farm. And uh, the family who owned it, um, the patriarch was uh, Seymour Knox. And uh, he had a series of like five and dime stores, and uh, which were successful in their own right. And as I understand it, uh, he ended up teaming up with a cousin and uh, combining stores. And that was a family named Woolworth. So... Um, if you remember back in the day, we had Woolworth uh, stores, and um, I remember going to those as a kid. And uh, so this is kind of that family. And uh, But out here on the property, there's um, big stables. Of course, there's uh, the mansion and, and uh, lots of little outlying houses. And uh, I'm so thankful that it's uh, been preserved uh, as far as the woods and everything. It's so pristine, and it just didn't go to like a developer or something. There's a, I think the largest dog park in western New York is here. I mentioned that my girls aren't too sociable with other dogs. They just kind of grew up together. They've never been apart. I don't think they've ever been apart for more than a couple of minutes. <laughs> but uh, in their three and a half, almost four, and uh, they're, uh, they enjoy each other's company. And they'd be lost without one another. But I like to come out here with them and uh, let them kind of go unleashed. I'm breaking the rules a little bit, but they stay with me and they they listen to me pretty well. Um, the one dog is a little bit more primal than the other when she's outside. She is just like built for speed. She gets uh, she's the fastest dog I've ever seen, and the other one just kind of yelps after her as she's chasing her. So, but uh, right now they're, the snow's so deep they're kind of pouncing back and forth. They're medium-sized dogs. They're probably, or maybe they're uh, larger. I don't know. I'm not. I don't have a lot of experience with dogs. But they're about uh, 65 pounds. I'm gonna take a sip of coffee. <sighs> coffee's good today. <laughs> my coffee. My coffee's always good. Um, my um, my habit is um, uh, usually. We make our coffee with an AeroPress, and if you haven't used uh, an AeroPress before, it's uh, just a little press. Uh, it's made out of plastic, and it has these little paper filters. And um, it's uh, it, to me, it makes the perfect cup of coffee. I don't like my coffee super hot. I make uh, my coffee 
at around um, between 170 and 175 degrees. Um, my wife likes hers a little hotter, so I usually make my cup first, heat up some more water, and then I make her, her cup. And uh, I gotta cover the mic here, the girls are getting away. Come here, girls. Hop. Hop. Charlie. Charlie. Charlie, hop. All right, sorry about that. I had to yell a little bit. I'll probably have to cut that out. But uh, like I said, uh, the one, Charlie, she gets a little bit primal sometimes. Or she'll, if she sees a squirrel or something, look out, squirrel. She's going after it. And uh, Scout is the other and uh she's a very she's a very good listener um very very loyal and uh and, and pretty good uh pretty good at following their master's voice but we come out here and uh, when we're on uh, uh it's nice to walk in the fields especially in the winter time like right now we're trudging through a field but uh the paths in the woods are just so beautiful uh and uh you might come across a little gas line, or uh, but there's lots of deer. There's even uh, some albino deer out here. I have never seen them, but I've seen pictures. Um, I have family and friends that have seen the albino deer, but uh, I'm sure one day I'll stumble upon them. But uh, there's one or two of the um, houses that are that belonged to the estate that were that are kind of just boarded up and in disrepair, but just recently a resident, a local resident, uh, did the work necessary to have them recognized uh, as uh, part of the National Historic uh, Register. So that's, that's good because that'll protect them from demolition and hopefully free up some uh, aid that would assist with that, federal grants or something. But it would be nice to see. There's a lot of events that happen out here. Uh, I mentioned that big dog park, but uh, this is like the place where people come and have their family photos taken for sure. It is so beautiful. And as I look right now across the fields, I'm in one field and I'm, there is a, a tree-lined road. And then there's a, a split rail fence on the other side of the road. Then another field and then woods. And uh, it is just like a winter wonderland. And uh, it, in some of those Christmas movies that I mentioned that they film around here, uh, you may see a horse-drawn carriage or sleigh that uh, will go down this road in, in, the, in between the lines of trees with the snow fields on either side. And while it's very, it's windy and blustery today and uh, gray just because they're getting a storm, uh, when it's uh, cold and snowy and sunny, it is absolutely breathtaking. And uh, I enjoy it in every season. And uh, as you're walking along the trails in the woods, there's uh, one of those um, little libraries, uh, library in the woods it's called. And, and uh, so just like a tiny little shack, um, you know, maybe the size of a, a huge refrigerator, <laughs> but it's, you know, just built with uh, uh, split... Um, shake shingles and, and uh, a little glass door on the front and it houses books and it's you know leave a book take a book but it's really neat to have the little library in the woods and um, I especially like that it's a great place to stop when I'm ski shoeing in there and um, 
well, it can be very blustery um, when you're outside of the woods and you hear some of the local traffic. Uh, when you're in the woods, it's just so so calm and peaceful and, uh, and much more quiet than when you're in the fields. So I, uh, I mentioned quite a bit yesterday about uh, how simplicity is one of the things that we really embrace as a family. And uh, we started that journey just before I started my walking habit, but you know, walking habit was a part of it. But uh, as as we as we walk, I um, I bring up simplicity a lot, and um, I was thinking that uh, some of my to dos today are uh, I have to pick up some wood for a project that I'm working on. I I. Um, work on a, a lot of wood projects and uh, and my wood of choice has, has been since we moved here has been uh, walnut black walnut we uh, we built our, our home sadly we had to remove a huge black walnut tree that was kind of right in the middle of our lot we were very lucky to get a lot right in the middle of the village nobody's built in the village for years and it was kind of big news that we were building a house and uh but we had to take down that black walnut tree it was probably nearing the end of its uh lifespan anyway it spanned about 90 feet and uh in a village lot that's from one neighbor to the to the next but kind of in homage to that we use a lot of the black walnut in projects in the house so we uh i designed the house my, my wife and i talked about uh exactly what we wanted and specifically she wanted we're a very organized family my wife was a professional organizer as, as a business and uh she used to help people in businesses get their lives together we did not move we did not bring that business uh with us from texas when we moved up but uh it's still a core of our life is to maintain simplicity and organization in the house and uh, uh and so when we we uh that was a very big part of the design of the house and uh i mentioned i love bungalows so i built i designed it based on bungalow theory some of we did depart from some of the aesthetic of uh, traditional craftsmen we mix a little craftsman a little bit of farmhouse a little bit of open concept but the um, the theories of a bungalow we uh, stayed very true to and uh, things that you might find in a, a 19 teens 1920s bungalow like uh, a large front porch um, had to have that. Uh, I'm a big believer in front porches. I see them as uh, the uh, kind of the interface with uh, between public and private with your neighbors. You know, there's an old saying that sa says um, uh, tall fences make good neighbors or something along those lines, and I disagree. I, th I, um, I love to be able to interact with my neighbors when we lived uh, in our last place, we lived in that neighborhood. I guess owned that house probably 
12 years or th- maybe more and uh we had we had nice neighbors but we didn't really know them and i we wanted to live in a place where we knew our neighbors uh you know this morning i went outside and one of the neighbors was um snow blowing the end of my driveway for me and um and uh you know we just do those things for one another and uh of the front porch is a place to gather and share experiences and it might be where my daughter gets proposed to or something someday who knows I don't I just don't know and but I want to have that porch and those experiences on summer nights and then uh, in the back I just finished up my sleeping porch Uh, like it was very popular yeah things were very popular for bungalows and um, so it's like a three season maybe even four season porch um I am out there with the snow, but I just finished it. I made the windows and and uh, laid uh, my herringbone uh, pattern brick floor, and uh, it's got a nice fireplace that I designed, and and uh, had the, I did the mantles, and it's uh, mantles all in black walnut, and it's got a nice carving in the front for a, a nice quote from. Uh, Ralph Aldo Emerson and um, I mentioned that yesterday too and uh, so uh, his essay Self-Reliance um, is uh, is a definitely a core I like to be able to do things with uh, my hands and uh, do things for myself uh, there's some things I don't mess with but um, I'm not beyond trying that's for sure and uh, so I got to pick up some wood today. Long, long way around saying that I have a couple of errands to get done, and one of them is picking up some wood for a footstool project. And um, so I have a little wood supplier in the village, and it gives me a great excuse while I'm there to walk across the street to Elm Street Bakery, which is uh, an awesome bakery. <laughs> and especially on a day like today, if you walk in there, and just the the smell of uh, fresh baked bread and baked goods, and and there's a, um, a big wood fired pizza oven in there, and um, it's a very um, welcoming, cozy spot, very trendy and hip spot too. It's all, always busy, but um, that little corridor off of Main Street is um, is a neat spot, and it's great to have a, a wood supplier that has so much. Uh, so many different varieties and um, uh, available and good quality boards. And so I'll uh, pick up some some four-quarter and some eight-quarter black walnut today to work on that project. And uh, after that project, I'm building a, a little, uh, another mudroom area in the basement for, uh, we have a, when we designed the house, we had a, uh, external stairs to go down to um into the basement which we're not used to having a basement we're not used to having this much square footage but uh it was uh since we could design it we did design it we kept the house uh uh, definitely smaller than your average home which you know home sizes in the 50s were 900 square feet and then uh your average uh home these days is uh just over almost 2,700 square feet, I think, is um, according to the National Association of Home Builders. And of course, I know that stuff because of my uh, studying simplicity and so forth. But uh, ours is uh, about 
2,200 square feet, and and we could easily live with less. But uh, it is nice to have a guest room, and uh, and so forth. How oh, you guys, you girls doing? Okay, come here, come here, come here. Oh my gosh, you're full of snow. You're full of snow. You got snowballs hanging off your fur. All right, all right, go get her, go, get her, Scout, get her. Yeah. Um. But, uh, yeah, we're not used to having a basement, so it's nice, though. I have my uh, little wood shop down there set up, and uh, I have to make some cabinets for uh, for that mudroom that I want to put in. Sometimes in the winter, it's just nice to be able to trudge in there from the outside, full of snow, take off all your gear, and not pack up your the upstairs mudroom with uh, a bunch of jackets and boots and... and um, and just have that all wet. But uh, we did, uh, from our our main floor, the mudroom there is all a brick flooring. And um, and that we have a little hallway that goes, wraps around the outside of the house. Um, I mean, the hallway, it, it's inside the house, but it wraps around the perimeter of the house on the inside to the front door. So no matter which door you come in, you can walk on the brick and uh, not under the wood floors when you're full of snow or rain. I uh, I definitely prefer the snow over the rain. There's that saying, and, and it's attributed to people and cultures about the, there's no such thing as uh, bad weather, just just uh, poor clothing choices. And uh, and I agree with that. But in the end, I uh, I just don't like when it's, there's a lot of rain and when it's very muddy. Um, I prefer, I would much rather have it colder and have snow. And to me, it's um, at least you can deal with that. You know, you can you can um, pick clothes that are uh, appropriate for the weather and um, and not be stuck under a, a rain jacket. Where sometimes it's uh, depending on how warm it is. You're st- you, yeah, you put the raincoat on, but it's so hot or so warm or so humid that you're sweating underneath. And either way, you're getting wet. I much prefer winter. And I pick good, try to pick good quality clothing, which we had to completely redo our wardrobe moving up from Texas to here. But uh, you know, you stick with the the basics of uh, the natural stuff like wools and and um, downs and dressing layers and so forth. All the basics, and then you're usually pretty darn comfortable. There's some new, some new uh, materials and stuff that I like, but you know, sometimes innovation isn't progress. Uh, you know, innovate. I guess the etymology of that would be probably innovus, so new. So it's new. It's not doesn't mean it's better. <laughs> so um, it's uh, it just means it's new. It's it's redone, uh, and just because it's redone doesn't mean it's better. It just somebody took the time to to do it over, and it may work for them. But what what are their motivations? Is it improving it or or, uh, making money off of it? So it's something I kind of evaluate. Well, what you girls got? You get out of there. Get out of there. They're smelling deer and deer droppings and all sorts of stuff exploring around here. But uh, they're running around having a blast. Come on, girls. Come on. Come on. Get her. Yes. 
Yes. Oh, get her. Oh, I get you too. I get you too. Okay, well, I'll be interested to see this recording and how it comes out. Um, I um, kind of, as I pulled off the road, I'm in a snowbank. So hopefully, the, I don't have any trouble with the Jeep. It shouldn't. It's a Jeep. Come on. But uh, I got to get these girls home and get the snow melted out of their fur. And then I may go back out and walk a little bit. It's just such a beautiful, beautiful day in the snow. My daughter wore um, sneakers to school yesterday. And, and as she was leaving, uh, my wife and I were both like, Sunshine, why don't you put on your your boots? Why are you wearing sneakers? And, you know, she's, what, that age where she just wants to wear, wear whatever she wants to wear, which is fine. But when I picked her up yesterday... Uh, her uh, ankles were cold, and uh, I, I purposely, <laughs> so I was walking by her. I purposely kicked a little bit of snow on her ankles, and she's like, "Papa, you're getting snow on my ankles. My ankles are freezing." And it's like, "Well, I wonder why that is." You know, just to drive the point home. She turned back and crinkled, crinkled at me and smiled. You know, and she knows I was just messing with her, trying to prove a point. That's what papas do. So. Anyway, let me get the girls in the truck here and maybe continue the walk in a little bit. If I do, I'll record some more. Come here, girls. Hop. Hop. Good girl. Hop, hop, Charlie. Good girl. So, anyway, I'm going to... I'll post this episode if I'm done for the day. And uh, then i got to run some errands pick up that wood like I was talking about. I hope you have a terrific day. And anyway, I hope you join me again next time for the next episode of Thoughts on Walks. We'll talk to you next time. You girls ready to go home? You ready to go back to the house get a treat? Let's go.